You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you yeah in more general terms we need muscle just to be able to do all our functions that we want, right? And if we're looking at how our lifestyles have changed and we have more sedentary lifestyle, right? So we're sitting all the time and then we get up and we do some exercise and people are like, okay, great, I did my exercise and I can sit some more. But we know from a health standpoint that that's not optimal either. So if we have more range of motion, we have more muscle and we can turn muscles on and like stimulate them, then we're being more metabolically active throughout the day. If we're being more metabolically active throughout the day, we have better blood glucose control. We have better blood vessel compliance. We have better capability of handling uh, a heavy meal that we might not eat all the time, right? So there's more than just the body composition aspect. It's the active tissue and the signaling that skeletal muscle gives our body to be able to have better health outcomes. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 279. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hello. Hello. <laughs> this is maybe the most tabs I've ever had open. I believe it. For an episode of um, the Clip Out. Yeah, it's crazy. All the stuff that happened this week, like... Like normally, like what did you say? We had like four we, topics. We, we had four or five stories that on a regular <laughs> week would have been the like lead story. And this week it's just like everything hit at once. Yes. It was like Peloton was like, here, blip. Yes, very much so. So it is a jam-packed episode. Yeah, so buckle up, kids. We got lots to talk about. So uh, before we get to that, we should probably uh, talk about, just real quick, thanking people who donated a pedal for the cause that you were participating in. Yes, I finally reached. My goal was very modest. It was $500, and I have reached the $500 goal, and people are still putting donations in. So I greatly appreciate that. Thank you so much, you guys, for donating. And it's, it's a wonderful cause. And everybody here in St. Louis really appreciates it. Absolutely. And then 
Also, I just thought we should address, because I really know where to put it within the guts of the episode, so I thought we'd just talk about it right here, but Dr. Jen, our very own Dr. Jen, was on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So freaking cool. Yeah, and just so, like, for some of you to know that, like, she did, like, a teletherapy session, Mm -hmm. and she got permission to, like, post this, like, from the woman that she interviewed, and I just want to make sure everybody knows that, but also some people were like, is this, like, is this scripted because obviously some reality TV can be scripted but Dr. Jen has this like really big rule like she's done her own reality TV and she's like no 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 I will not do scripted therapy that's not how I roll so whatever you heard on there that is Dr. Jen being Dr. Jen and I will also say if you watch couples therapy with Dr. Jen versus the other show that does something similar you can really tell the difference you can in terms of which show is doing real stuff and which show is just kind of turned it into a game show practically definitely but it's really cool and we're really happy for her we love dr jen and we are so proud of her it's really cool great exposure for her so go dr jen Absolutely. So besides that, what uh, pray tell do you have in store for people this week? Well, we have a really cool interview with Stacey Sims. Now, if you haven't heard of Stacey Sims, uh, I just have to tell you that she is like the four front person in the world discussing women's health issues. Specifically, she has a TED talk and she does all this research on how women their bodies respond to exercise and food and and just everything differently. So we are going to have Dr. Sims on today and we are going to be talking about her newest book. I am so excited. Like I have like the hugest girl crush <laughs> yeah, on you do. Dr. Sims. Like she is amazing. <laughs> she lives in New Zealand and she's like so laid back and she's just like she's just like killing life. Like she's and she's you would never know. Like, you make it sound like she's a murderer. She's uh, killing life. No, I mean, like, like <laughs> she's just excelling at everything yes. she does, like, and she's so, so humble about it. Like, you would never know by having a conversation with her that she is this very high level, very highly respected physician, like not not physician, but like a doctorate doing yeah. all of this major, major research for women. She is just changing the way that everybody views women and health and athleticism. And so if you are a woman I don't care how old you are. You need to listen to this interview and then you need to immediately go buy her books, which we will talk about in the interview. But oh, yeah, it's very cool. OK, and then we have all kinds of stuff to talk about <laughs> besides that. So we're going to talk about Daniel McKenna. Oh, are we? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Okay. Shocking. And uh, then we're going to talk about the Dick Sporting Goods, you know, how they're going to be putting stuff in the stores. Mm-hmm. We are going to be talking about Hilton. We are going to be talking about update to the Lululemon lawsuit. There's just like really, really big things, not to mention just all of the small things that happened this week. That yeah. was all just the major stuff. A lot of cool stuff going on with all the instructors. We have to talk about that too tons of new things and then of course we have a visit from angelo at metpro and we talk about fast and healthy meals that even your children will eat and then we have some competitor news artist collaborations past guest updates we have a couple this week we do uh not to mention some birthdays so lots to cover today awesome well before we get to all that shameless plugs don't forget we're available on apple podcast spotify google podcast wherever you find a podcast you can find us while you're there be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode maybe leave us a review that's always helpful thanks Um, we have a new review yes 
This is from My Secret Peloton. Oh, I love that. And it says, Contagious Enthusiasm. Tom and Crystal's genuine appreciation for Peloton. Okay, mostly crystals. <laughs> does it say that? It does. <laughs> Makes this podcast feel like a weekly virtual meetup. Fun to hear their perspectives on the business side and the lighter stuff. My favorite segment is the regular person interview at the end. Not sure why it's interesting to hear uh, who some stranger's favorite instructor is, but it's interesting. I'll tell you why. It's because you love having those conversations with random people. People. And that's what we do every week. Yeah, we do. Uh, would love a little known pillow fact section. For example, Howard Stern often says the instructors have to cover their belly buttons in class. Is that true? It's random, but he's right. Instructors are always wearing High-waisted leggings Yeah uh, Never really thought about it But it makes sense Yeah it does Yeah that, that's a good section To include I yeah. like that I like that We may have to include that Is that like the I dream of genie rule I don't know She wasn't allowed To show her belly button On TV Yeah yeah It's funny what is that 50 60 years and we still have that rule yeah like it was mid 60s when that started yeah glad to see progress yeah for sure (laughs) they can drop f-bombs though that's true so that's true you know i love my f-bombs especially my jen sherman f-bombs those get me through i would love to see a barbara eden f-bomb i bet you would (laughs) you have a big old crush on barbara eden no not really no no i was going with it (laughs) seeing where we went (laughs) but uh, now samantha ah <laughs> That's Bewitch. It's a whole different show. Yes. I loved Bewitch. That was a great show. Yeah. I so, love how they just change husbands and no one noticed. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like, I changed husbands. People noticed. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Hopefully. So also, uh, we're doing shameless plugs, don't forget. Oh, yeah. uh, you can find us on Facebook, <laughs> Facebook.com slash the clip out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. You can uh, check out our Patreon if you're so inclined. That's patreon.com slash the clip out, where for a little extra money, like five bucks, you get ad-free episodes. For a little bit more, you also get included on the bonus content. And finally, you can check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the clip out where you can watch these episodes. And I know I said finally, but I'm a liar. We also have a newsletter at the clip We throw a lot of links at you, especially this week. That week are, is loaded up. Y'all all don't have a newsletter. You need to get oof, it this week. Yes. <laughs> um, so you can sign up for that at the clip and get all these links and things like that sent directly to your inbox. Easy peasy. So there's all that. Let's uh, let's start a fist fight, shall we? All right, let's do it. <laughs> Peloton in the news. So on last week's episode, mm-hmm. I feel like it's soap opera. Kind of is. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> on the last episode of the clip out, the days of our Peloton instructors. We were asking where was Daniel McKenna. We were. We didn't have any answers. We did not. Well, over the weekend. Hold on. We got uh, an answer. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> did we. Boy, yeah. did we. Yeah. So I got this very anonymous message on Saturday saying, like, I think I have your answer on where Daniel McKenna is. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I went back and forth on, like, should I post this? Should I not post it? And I landed on I should post it because... Everyone was asking me. Everyone. Like, that was the top question for the past three weeks. Where's Daniel McKenna? Yeah. And two, I felt like enough time had passed that he probably wasn't going to address it. And I will explain why I feel that way in just a moment. So both of those things combined together made me feel I should post this. Oh, I needed to give you number three. Number three, for all of you out there who yelled at me, this is not an HR document. This is a internal Slack channel. 
And there are no conversations on it. It was a search done within Slack. And the answer was that like it came up with it within the Slack as a a little tiny thing saying that Daniel had been offboarded. So it's a very binary thing. Either he is on board or off board. And this reflects that he is off board. Right. Right. And so what you can't see in the screenshot is that it elsewhere said that it was dated September 19th. I chose not to include that because there were some other things in the picture that that I didn't think was correct to include, so I didn't. And, okay, so my reasoning for thinking that enough time had passed. So in the past, when instructors have either been let go or left of their own accord, Peloton has always allowed them to come back and have a last class. And at that point, it's about two weeks. So Daniel stopped posting on all social media on September 10th, and then he was offboarded in Slack on 919 that told me that he had at least been gone from Peloton since 919 since this was October 3rd when I saw this it kind of told me we had our answer and he was choosing not to ever come back and address it which is his choice like totally for sure and just to be clear it was October 1st when you oh saw thank you just, thank you sorry yeah. but almost two full weeks since he had been offboarded within their system which you think there might be a lag time there I do because it says low priority in the screen so like sure. it's it, this is obviously some kind of bot that goes through and like does activities once they've been flagged and that's right. why this is treated as low priority. So I chose to put it out there. Oh my gosh, I feel really bad for all of Daniel's fans because some people are clearly like losing their effing minds. Um <laughs> There is a lot of anger coming at me because I posted this and I'm just kind of like, you know, this would have happened whether I posted right. or not. It like, I didn't al- create this. It had already happened. Yeah. Right. This like, did happen. And, and and it had happened way in advance of me telling you. And it's also hard to wonder or you got to wonder, were they just going to hope it went away? Like. You know, like with Oliver Lee, and we are not trying to say that this is an Oliver Lee no, level no, 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 no. situation. If just it was, to be clear, things would have been very different. For sure. They wouldn't leave his classes up on the right. on the platform, right? Like we've right. seen that. If you want to hear that story, it's episode 154. And it's a good one. <laughs> but you got to wonder, were they ever going to address it? Because he's been radio silent. They've been radio silent. It At this point, you know, it's been almost two weeks and there had been no communication or acknowledgement of what was occurring yeah so on monday the third right fourth yeah third monday would be the third yes so on the third peloton finally posted on the official peloton facebook page daniel mckenna is no longer a peloton instructor his classes will remain in our library for members to enjoy we wish daniel all the best in his next chapter so yeah that is that yeah Uh, I mean, people, I don't, I I guess like the longer I'm in the Peloton community, the more new people are here and the more I'm just like a little confused because people were upset at this message. They were upset that like, how dare Peloton be so cold? Right. And I'm just like, this is a standard message. Do you not work for a corporation? Have you never worked for a corporation? Because this is standard corporate speak. Like this is for sure. That is how it rolls. Yeah. Um, And sometimes corporations just choose not to acknowledge it at all. I've worked for corporations where they just never said anything about the person leaving. You know, I came from radio and when a DJ left radio, like it was like Soviet Russia. Like you you never acknowledged they existed. See, and as a listener, that always drove me crazy. For sure. 
sure. I yeah. hated that. And and so like that is one of many reasons that I chose to put this out there. And I'm just going to go ahead and say like if people don't want to know secrets from Peloton before Peloton releases them, please get off my page. Yeah, like please do not listen to this podcast. That's literally what we do. It's like, what I've always done. Like get like getting mad at us for telling you things before Peloton does. That's like canceling your subscription to Playboy because you saw titties. It really is. I mean, <laughs> it really is. Like I've never made any statement other than that. And to be clear, to me, if I had to make this decision today, even after all the shit I've taken the last two days, I would do it again in a heartbeat because yeah. I did the right thing. I it did what I felt was right. And so I will always stay true to me. Yeah. Doesn't if, mean you got to like it. If you don't like the idea of stories based on leaked information then you have a problem with the abstract concept of journalism yes because that's kind of how that works yeah i mean <laughs> and we did not do anything illegal to procure this information no the person who procured this information did not do anything illegal nope. now they might have done something that violated company policy we don't work for peloton so we don't know right but but at the end of the day that's not a crime nobody's getting arrested no matter how much you want them to <laughs> so it's funny it's funny to me because like so many people were mad about this and I'm like it's funny nobody got mad when I posted all of the images for the rower and people had signed NDAs about yeah. that stuff right and I didn't sign an NDA if nope. I had signed an NDA I wouldn't have broken that NDA there is stuff we haven't told you because we did sign NDAs yep. I mean I think we we've been sitting on it for years yeah I mean <laughs> I mean we saw pieces of the rower back in like 20 18 yeah. now we feel like we're not violent in nda anymore because, because it's a known it's product been now. released right like but we saw them working on that back then they took us in a room where they had to get a retina scan mm-hmm. you knew ben and leanne were a couple months, months. before i said anything you didn't say months. a word nope because that's that's personal yep. this isn't personal this is literally professional yeah right? and and i just want to say that like i Feel this is also different because I did not speculate on why he is gone. Not at all. Not I had time. a lot of sent to me that I could have shared with you all, mm-hmm. but it was speculation. Right. I can't say for sure why they let him go. And until somebody tells me that, I will not be saying that. I will privately say to my friends what my opinions are, <laughs> but I will not be posting that on social media and I will not be sharing the screenshots that. Thousands of people have sent me I do have to say thank you to the hundreds of people that reached out to me for the support this week like I had so 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 many private messages and public messages from people saying like keep doing what you're doing and pay no mind and I will because I'm going to keep living my life and I'm going to keep doing what I do again I don't feel bad about what I did there is no apology for all of you that said you won't answer because you feel bad no I didn't answer because I'm not engaging with toxic hatred. And that is what you people do. And by you people, I mean the people with the all caps and (laughs) literally calling for me to be banned from Peloton. Asking for me to be arrested. Sometimes speculating about why he's gone while yelling at us for speculating, (gasps) which we never did. Uh, Yeah. Y'all kill me with the hypocrisy. It is. What Um, if it's insert personal trauma here? How dare you? And I'm like, but we didn't say that. You're saying. Yeah. You know, you know what I said? He doesn't work there. And you know what? I I was right. You were right. (laughs) So here's something just to, to end this portion that people should know that I learned a long time ago. Like, you don't bet against Crystal. I mean, honestly, (laughs) the thing is, people just don't know how much I vet this stuff before I post it. There was a vetting process. That's I'm not going to go into that because that's my proprietary information. Precisely. And let me just say I was 
I was sure. I didn't say that I was sure until Peloton said, yeah. but I was sure. Yeah. So. so anyway, just to recap, Daniel is no longer with Peloton. We do not know why. There's, and we wish him luck. And we do wish him well. And we're really sorry for the people who have a deep and abiding passion for we his are. classes. It sucks. Like, we know it's frustrating when your favorite instructor leaves. It's just like it's frustrating. I still remember Stephen Little. Yeah, man. Steve, what was that? Episode 15? Uh, Stephen Little. Ep- <laughs> yeah. But that's, if anybody's going to complain about how I titled this episode, because I title the episodes. Okay. Episode 15. <laughs> 15 when Stephen Little left was Stephen Little chucks Peloton in the it bucket because because Stephen Little would say yeah. uh, chuck it in the it bucket. He said it all the time. So it right. was very appropriate. And he thought it was hysterical. He did. We found out years later. And 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 I have to say that Daniel did pull the perfect Irish exit. And for any of you who don't know what that means, Tom, because we're Irish, we can say this. Yes, I can. <laughs> I, I can. It's not a hate crime. I have an apostrophe in my last name. So, so tell everybody what an Irish exit when is. You leave without saying goodbye to anybody. You it's just a kind, thing at parties. You just kind of ghost. <laughs> all of a sudden, people are like, "Hey." <laughs> Where'd Herschel go? Yeah, because that's an Irish name. And but yeah, it's just that's that's an Irish exit. That's that's kind of what ended up happening. Yeah, so. I hope someday he does feel comfortable to speak about where he's going and what's next for, sure. for him. I hope I hope he will be happy whatever he does. And I really hope that all the people hurting out there. I hope you you find other instructors that you love. Give yourself some time. Give yourself yeah. some space and feel whatever you feel. Try not to hate me so much. But besides that, feel whatever you feel and know that it's temporary like man like i said steven little that one really hurt me that one that one like yeah, that was me. your that, yeah, was, that was, was my daniel mckenna time, right and so <laughs> but you know we've all been there and here's the thing when your favorite show gets canceled you find you'll find a new favorite show you will. doesn't mean you can't still love your your nope. old favorite show but you'll find another one it'll be okay it will it will and so if you, you want to hate someone i've been married to i can point you in the right direction <gasps> oh, but you guys <laughs> you guys have a uh, hang in there and just know it's gonna get better this week will be the worst and it will get a little easier as time goes on like the five stages of grief it is yeah, yeah. So Peloton announced last week that they are partnering with Dick's Sporting Goods. You will now be able to find bikes and I guess other things, right? No? Yeah, yeah, there will be bikes. Okay. Um, and we're wondering about the rower, but it will be the the bike, the bike plus, the guide, and I think the tread all at Dick's Sporting Goods. Now, the my understanding is you're also going to be able to get accessories like the shoes, the mm-hmm. mats, and there are going to be people that are going to be specifically selling the this equipment. So like there's going to be a little tiny showroom like a store within a store yeah yeah and uh there should be somebody working there to be able to help you and you will eventually be able to order from there i don't know if like day one you're going to be able to order from there but you will eventually and they're saying that out of their like 5400 stores they're saying like hundreds are going to have them in time for holiday shopping so wow it's they are rolling it out really quick i think this is a really good i do too i think this is makes the more places you can push it out the better and i know right now that their model has been to be in the really high-end stores and Mm -hmm. it's not like dix is in awful you know it's funny there are some people that have said they had really bad experience with dick sporting goods but i have never had a bad experience with dick sporting goods i mean people are really aloof there but besides that like yeah i don't know i've never bought a Sporting good, so oh, I uh, I would not have thought that. <laughs> so I can't really say, but I I think like to get the footprint out there, and I think this makes a lot of sense, and I think it's an inexpensive way to get more product that people can touch 
that's a huge i think thing for people uh, you know make a purchase like that you want to you want to experience it so i i think that makes a lot of sense i think the only way this could be better is if they if you can get the uh, the affirm pricing yeah. you know plan there because i mean you can i mean that it would be a great partnership who doesn't love a firm dick oh, what i did not see that coming i should have i should have <laughs> you didn't see it coming oh, oh my god i what? did no, not you- i was not expecting that <laughs> Oh, geez. Um, But I want to say one more thing about this Mm -hmm. is uh, a lot of people have been also saying that this means that all of the Peloton stores are going to be closing. And I disagree. First of all, the 18 stores that got the rowers, those are definitely good. I Um, think, yeah. Yeah. And and, and the other thing is, is as long as they have the rower out and like it's still a new product, they're going to want to keep those stores open because that's how people are trying it. When we were when we were in New York, they were saying in every store I've talked to, that has a rower has been saying the same everybody's coming in to look at those rowers yeah so i think that people want to test things out they want to see how it is and so i think it's a good idea and also for all you uk listeners i think we are going to be hearing very very soon when you will be getting the rower but well, that's i guess if it's story. in dicks in america in the uk it's in willies is that how that works is that no no okay <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's a fair thought, though. Uh, something. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of partnerships, another major partnership was announced and that Peloton will be putting bikes in every single Hilton hotel. I have to say, this made me like reconsider our banning of all Hilton properties. Yeah, because we've had <laughs> our last two experiences with Hilton have been very subs- down. substantial. <laughs> so but beyond that, I think this is, again, a great. I do too. Great move because I mean Foley used to even say that like when they had bikes in hotels, it sold bikes. People would get on one and be like, I need this at home. End of story. And so I think this is great. It's also another way for people to experience Peloton in the wild and maybe come home and purchase one. I totally agree. This is not a bad thing. There's so many people that like hear Peloton and they're just like, whatever. And then they might be a business traveler or just they're just traveling for whatever reason. They go into the gym and they're like, oh, I guess I'll try it. See what this is about. And then they try it and they're hooked because the content is what's amazing about Peloton. Absolutely. You know, we were talking off air about this from a marketing standpoint because we were always we always were kind of surprised that they didn't push to get more bikes in hotels and for a long time it was like no hotels no gyms blah blah, blah. like they especially were especially apartment complex yeah apartment count that's yeah and it just seemed like obvious low-hanging fruit and it's like it really makes me look back and question the marketing decisions of peloton like i want like i know this is a hard a bitter pill to swallow but like did Peloton succeed in spite of their marketing department? Because there were so many things that seemed obvious that they would refuse to do and that we would wonder, like, why aren't they doing that? But, man, this company is is just growing like leaps and bounds. So, like, whatever it makes the- you question what you you know about right. marketing. Yeah, because I'm just like, well, I'm just some Reuben flyover country. So I guess <laughs> they know some secret magic, you know, they're in of, New York City out of the box way to do it there where they got all the tall buildings and. <laughs> And so and now I look at it and the first thing they're doing with the kind of regime change is they're instituting a lot of the stuff that seemed kind of rudimentary and fundamental. And they're they're pushing that stuff out there like dicks, like Hilton and pushing the dicks. They're pushing the dicks like (laughs) and uh, if you really want to work, you got to pull it and then push it. Oh, geez. Okay. Okay. 
That's well, enough. Well, instruction manual. But seriously, like I, I really am wondering if their success was because the product was so good they couldn't screw it up, and then they reached a tipping point. Because like now they're doing all the stuff that as a marketing guy, I've been sitting here for four or five years wondering why they hadn't been. It is interesting to see the evolution of things. It's like they were kind of, for whatever reason, above some of those things. Mm -hmm. And whether they thought they were or they actually were, I don't know. Um, But it seems that now that has all changed. So it is, you know, I do have a little trouble with that because I'm like, I really feel like they could do no wrong. But... I feel like that comes more from the thinking about the people aspect. Mm -hmm. And so I think that like you can be really good at that and maybe not be so good at other things. And so I don't know. It's definitely interesting to see the evolution. And it's really interesting to see new people come in and make different choices. More more like I want to say basic traditional. That's what that's the word I'm looking for. More traditional choices that you would see because Peloton just kind of always did things cutting edge. And now they're reverting to traditional. So it's it will that be better, you know? Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see. It'll be an, an interesting A B test for Barry. But <laughs> uh but I mean, for whatever it's worth, there's a lot of from a marketing standpoint, there's a lot of like very simple rudimentary things that they should have been doing, in my opinion, that they haven't been and that they're starting to implement. And so like I think you gotta think that could only help, right? I definitely do. Fingers I definitely crossed. Definitely do think that. So yet another clip out exclusive from last week, the Lululemon lawsuit has been settled. So they those two sides have gotten together and they they issued a statement. It was weird. We had it for like eight hours before anybody else. Yeah, it was really weird. I don't we're grateful. So grateful. I I think that's part of the new brilliant marketing team over there. We are on board (laughs) with you guys. (laughs) <laughs> Keep up the good work yes. Marketing team And communications team I think this was really The communications gotcha. team So I want to well, make sure tip. Yeah I want to make sure We give them the uh, proper credit But yeah, but yeah they, they saw our article That we had posted That they had lost The lawsuit To Lululemon And right after that I mean it had only been up For like two hours They were like We issued a statement It has been settled And we were like yeah. Sweet <laughs> And so it says with uh, Just without admissions oh, yeah. Of any kind In an effort to resolve The dispute Peloton has agreed to face out certain designs identified in the complaint by Lululemon. So, yeah. And again, uh, it's really interesting to hear people's responses to these things because I just hear that as good news and other people are like, so you were wrong the whole time. Like, I, <laughs> I don't I don't know what says I, without admission. I, mean, I know. Yeah. But, but I mean, but that's how these things are settled all the time. <laughs> like, we'll stop this thing, but not this other thing. And nobody admits any fault and no money's changing hands. Thank you. It, it is a weird yeah. sounding like resolution, though. Yeah. Like, it does sound very like, yeah, we shouldn't have done that. But I, I also have to say, I once compared <laughs> Lululemon yeah. a line to the Peloton pants of uh, that, uh, the whatever, I can't remember the name of the, the Peloton one is, but I, I literally <laughs> compared them side by side. And I have to say, there were no differences. Yeah. Like none. The, the material was slightly different. Other, but the actual design was the same. Yeah. So I don't know how that works because it seems to me lots of companies sell the same things. I, I like that strappy bra. I'm like, there's like a billion companies yeah. of that. For I don't get it. Somebody that's come from that world, it's 
it's hard to tell like it is when is it crossed the line when is it not but right. for whatever it's worth it has been resolved i'm very glad congrats to everybody involved maybe yeah. we can all get along now yes but i doubt it yeah probably not in-store instructor meet and greets are back well in the uk okay so they haven't made it over to the u.s but and it's, you got to think it's only a matter of time i don't know they seem to be very busy so i don't know I don't, like I would love to believe that But yeah. I kind of don't Because they used to do that store openings And now they're, they, they're They do them at store closings Like how is that going to work Like I don't It just doesn't Maybe, have the same vibe. Here's what they could do At a store closing You get to meet former instructors Like oh, Here's Stephen Little <laughs> and Daniel McKenna Nicole Moline Nicole Moline Lisa Jennifer Niren. Jacobs <laughs> I think they, See This is the sort of marketing stuff <laughs> That they hadn't been doing Oh yeah I think that they probably won't But anyway over in the UK They are having a really cool instructor Meet and greet and it is going to be Jermaine Johnson and Jocelyn Thompson rule That is a very cool combo Uh, And it's actually so this will have Happened before we um, air This episode because it happens on October 6th So for anybody that gets to go If anybody gets to go reach out I'd love to hear how it went but I am a huge fan of the UK tread instructors they are so fun uh, I, I fields That's what this place I is don't called? even try I Spittle always get fields? the UK Things wrong <laughs> and then I get yelled at I still can't say Covent Garden right I'm gonna get Yelled at because I'm sure I said it wrong just Come now Come on down to Saliva Town <laughs> Uh, I mean, we have no room to talk. We're at St. Louis. We've we talked about some weird things. Gravoy, but spittle. Uh, I mean, okay. Yeah, let's not pick on them. October 10th through 12th, there will be a pause and reflect. And so, I am going to find a news story that nobody bitched about. I am going to find it. Good luck with that. Uh, okay, so this is for World Mental Health Day, and apparently that's not a good enough reason. And the instructors are all pausing too much, and this is a bunch of bullshit. That's uh, that's the general consensus. There are a few people that are excited about it and that think that, hey, it's great that our instructors get to have a day off. Not to mention the people behind the scenes get to take a day off. I will say something that came up today that I had not thought of before. People who have their birthday between October 10th and 12th never get to have a birthday ride, a live one. Like they can take a birthday ride, but they won't ever get a birthday shout out. Right. Like ever, 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 ever. And. And they've done this for the past three years for the so for those of you that feel that this is new it is absolutely not and I don't know what else they're doing yeah. but it's good to take a break like I'm always happy yeah. to have a day off and so. they're having they're just having the place fumigated probably I don't know That's but a, I there's I mean I can't keep up with the classes and I never take live classes anymore anyway yeah. so it doesn't really affect me but so, for those of you that do I'm sorry put a reminder in your phone so when there's no classes <laughs> on those days you don't yourself yeah and spread the word because yes. everybody's gonna be like why are there no live classes today <laughs> that'll be on the opp next up on the opp will be like can you please stop posting this <laughs> <laughs> so uh peloton got the full simpsons treatment not just in appearance but a whole storyline a whole episode yeah. yeah this is really fun i only saw one negative comment about this somebody thought the stock would go to zero because of this i don't even understand that, doesn't that. make any sense i don't but, i don't yeah. know but, but anyway everybody else was like loving it yeah. i think it's great i said officially Everyone uses Peloton and immediately somebody was like, Tom. <laughs> I was like, dang it. Okay. Yeah. No, not, not everybody. everyone. <laughs> I, uh, the first uh, image I saw online from it was this one that we have up on the screen if you're watching YouTube, where it was Homer and Marge kissing in front of a Peloton. And I was like, 
If these two start a podcast, I swear to Christ, I'm going to lose my Well, even if they did, it would just be Homer going, don't. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Marge would be the only one that knows anything. (laughs) It would be very similar. I know. That's why I was upset. (laughs) Hey, it would still be entertaining compared to. Uh, So anyway, uh, yeah, this is great. I love it. And I'm I'm so excited. It's been a while since we've had just like that moment of it's out there in the the ether. And it's just nice to see something happy. And we're not going to go through it but if you sign up for the newsletter we'll also send you a link that does an episode recap so if you don't like to watch the simpsons you can skim at least skim an article that gives you a a pretty thorough plot synopsis yeah i thought it was kind of fun just to see it and if nothing else it gives you like several screen grabs from it so you can kind of peruse that (laughs) for sure so there are some new things added to the just work out feature Actually, no, I uh, oh. recycled this image because because it's finally live for Android users. Oh, so for Android users, there are some new things added <laughs> yes. to the Just Workout. And for those of you that are like, it's not on my phone. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. It's uh, n- it's rolling out slowly, yeah. but it is rolling out. So if you have an Android phone, you should be seeing it soon. So hang in there. Lots of really, really cool options for you. And uh, I'm really glad to see that it is finally out there for Android. Really, for Android users, I know you. Some of you don't know this, but that was pretty dang quick turnaround. (laughs) So it used to be years. Years. Yeah. Years. And if you're still not seeing it, then get rid of your BlackBerry. (laughs) So The Independent, which is a newspaper in the UK, named Peloton the best fitness app. Yeah, which is really cool. And they reminded all of us that this month you can get 60 days of access on the Peloton app for free now that's new members only but very cool and a great read so check it out peloton uk posted that one also the add to calendar feature has returned yes this was posted in the clip out group and i hadn't even noticed it i I can't even tell you the last time i used this i had no idea it was back so that is very cool um you can if you book a class and you have it on your app now you can save it to your calendar like your google or your outlook so that is very cool that was a very handy feature i bet There is finally a new episode of On the Leaderboard. Yeah, it's crazy. This is episode three, but episode two was like February. Like it was a long time ago. But uh, at any rate, it's up. And this is Dennis Morton with Jesse James Decker. (laughs) I believe she is a country artist, but I haven't listened to the radio in forever because now I work from home. Yeah. So you never drive it or anything. Never drive. So if I do drive at all, it's Spotify for like five minutes. But, (laughs) you know, maybe on the leaderboards, weird release schedule. Is like to as a nod to the to the UK users, right? Because their TV seasons are like that. <laughs> that is true. Seasons here, we're like, okay, we've got at least thirteen episodes. It, yeah, sometimes you, way more. Yeah, for for years until streaming, it was like if a show had a new season, it was like twenty six episodes, and then it took three months I off, and it came back. I will never forget when we started watching Black Mirror. I was like, oh, cool. There's two seasons. What the hell is this? Four episodes. Yeah. I was so mad. Yeah, like, I was so oh, mad. Over there, they're like, this is the longest running show in Britain. It's been on the air for 57 years. Oh, how many episodes are there? 19. (laughs) It's very different than how we do TV. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, maybe. So I haven't gotten to watch this one yet, but you can listen anywhere you get podcasts. You can also watch these while you take classes, which is really nice. I, I have to say I have really enjoyed the Ashton Kutcher series. So maybe this is the kind of the same for people. I don't know. I'll have to give it a 
try. So you uh, put together an interesting little article. You were recently at the New York studio and went through booking your classes and it can be like getting one direction tickets or mm-hmm. whatever the kids are listening to these days. I don't know IBS, what they like the IBS, don't they? I don't think the... irritable bowel syndrome oh. is what they like. BTS? No. I think BTS BTK? would be no, not no, BTK. No, no. So you were able to successfully get your classes. So you wrote a little article with tips on what you need to do to maximize your chances of getting into a live class. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go into it too in depth because we've talked about it before, but you can see this over on my Instagram or check it out on our blog over at theclipout.com. There are a couple things I will mention, though. People have been asking, can you book for yourself and like a spouse or a friend? no. Do not do that. You each need to log in. Yes, I know it's practically impossible. I really do get that. My understanding is that Peloton is going to go back to helping people do group bookings again in the future. They have not said when they're going to do that. I think it's going to be a while because they're letting people kind of get their first taste of the studio before they they go back to that. The mad rush out. Yeah. Yeah, And there's still quite a mad rush. For sure. So, you know, don't be discouraged if you can't get in. And if you get on the wait list, there is a very good chance you will get in the class. But as I have said before, I would not make an entire trip based on that. But it is a very high percentage rate that you will get in a class. And this I go into this more whenever I talk about how to navigate the studio. But I will say you can sit around and like once you're in the studio, you can as long as you're on the wait list, you can get into the studio. And once you're there, you can keep being on the wait list. So like if another opening pops up, you could go down for every class and try to get in. So once you're there, you have a really good chance of getting into a whole bunch of classes. So you just have to be diligent and go check in like a million times. <laughs> so it just depends on how much you want it. <laughs> I really enjoyed our visit, though. Yeah, we had a good time. And in terms of trying to book two at once, my advice is marry somebody that doesn't like Peloton. (laughs) Well, what about if you have a friend you want to take the class with? Don't make friends. Oh, that's also my advice. Great advice. Don't have friends. Marry somebody who doesn't like Peloton. (laughs) Problem solved. Be alone. Yes. (laughs) Great advice from Tom. I'm sure Dr. Jen would love this advice. Yes. <laughs> Look, she got me to work out. Like, what more do you want? Like, I think she's like, that's all I'm asking of him. Like, that's. And she said it was going to be on her, her like epitaph. So. Yeah. She added it to her LinkedIn page. I know. <laughs> I don't know how to say this website. I am test.de, which is from Germany, has an article about how. Peloton evaluated the exercise habits of its German members. What there we happened? Go. <laughs> What happened over there? Peloton's got got statistics on how Germans right, scroll are. Scroll so I can see the statistics. You, and, and it's on a German website, but uh, if you use Google Translate, it actually translate these translates the article pretty well. It did, yeah. yeah. So it talked about the fact that they looked at all of the members in Germany and they found out how they're composed, when people are training, and what their favorite workout song is. So there's a a report that's saying that 72% of Germans do their workouts at home and that Peloton has been in the market for almost three years. How has it know, been right? three years? I guess, man, that pandemic really wiped out some time for I me. I know, right? Peloton members prefer to do outdoor courses between on Sunday mornings between 8 and 10. Yoga and meditation have become firmly anchored in the fitness and wellness routine of Germans. And uh, most meditations are courses Courses are taken Sunday evenings between 10 and 11. That makes sense. And then they have this uh, top workout song in this infographic, which I cannot see because it is in German. (laughs) 
Okay, well, the top five artists are David Guetta, Ed Sheeran, Queen, Dua Lipa, and Elton John. So interesting yeah. that there are no German artists in there. It is, yeah. And then the songs are Other Side by Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd, Cold Heart by Dua Lipa and Elton John, Thunderstruck by ACDC, and maybe this last one is German, Jubel, because I cannot read, that. Is, I do not recognize that well, word. Like it and, says Klingande. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that, that one I'm thinking is probably German. I think it's also interesting that in the most popular songs, only one of the most popular artists is represented. What Maybe do you mean? That. That that gives you the most popular oh, artists, but when, then when it gives you the most popular songs, only one of the most popular artists has a top five song. I always wonder that about <clears throat> these kind of statistics. Like I'm just like, how does that even work? Yeah. And then cycling is number one, strength is number two, meditation's number three, followed by stretching, and running is number five. I think running is just always the last one. I don't understand that, <laughs> but there you go. That's that's really cool. I thought this was a very interesting article. Well, I think running's the last one just because cycling. Cy- you know, obviously Peloton sold the most bikes and then all the other stuff, the next three, you don't need another piece of equipment mm, to utilize. Fair. And so I, I think, you know, I mean, I know you could use the app on your own tread, but I just think that it's about equipment. Yeah, that makes sense. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles. 
for your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to Gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30 30- day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. New instructors. Camilla Ramon is now a tread instructor. Oh boy. Uh, this was announced during her bad bunny two for one ride with Cody last weekend. And she is doing, she's actually tonight like in the next hour doing her live run debut and all the instructors are all over it. I'm so happy for her. I'm so excited. That's going to be hard because bunnies are fast. Mm-hmm. How you got to chase the bunny. How you going to keep up with one of those? I don't know. Yeah. I bet she can do it though. She's pretty fast. Congrats to Camilla. Christine Dierkele is back. Boy, it's been a rough road for Christine. So please send your love and and congrats that she's back to her. You know, she had a rough time. She had an injury just before Worlds was supposed to start. So it's been two months. And she hasn't been able to teach any classes. And I think some of that was training leading into Worlds and, and yeah. then of course, Worlds. And so she's back Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 45-minute power zone. I am so happy to see her back. Congrats to Christine. And I know tons of people are excited to see this. So I hope she has a big showing. Jess Sims was on the Today Show. She sure was. And she talked about three different strength moves that you could do to keep strong all the time. So I know we talked that she was going to be on there, but she did an amazing job. And she looked beautiful. And she was her usual bubbly self and did just a great job. So congrats to Jess Sims. Bex Gentry had a pregnancy update post. Well, she did, but it's a little bit more than that. What she's doing is she's creating kind of like almost a journal. It's a series of posts that she's going to be doing little videos uh, called the Tuesday trimester trimester truths. Truths, And this is the first trimester she started with. And uh, she kind of talks about all the things that like you think are going to happen. Like she mentioned, like she thought everybody could tell she was pregnant. (laughs) And now she thinks that's hilarious because of how big her belly has gotten. (laughs) And and then, you know, just kind of talking through like all the things you think, you know, or you think are going to happen. And it's totally different from that. She also came on afterwards and did another post and said y'all are wrong i'm not carrying twins so settle and slow your roll Uh, except she said it really funny and then she also said that she does not know the sex of the baby they are waiting until the day of to find that out but it was a lovely lovely showing uh this is a really fun video to watch um so i highly recommend that if if you know you're expecting or it you've just been a mom and you get a kick out of these kind of things like i do you will really enjoy it so and of course if you love bex And while we're talking about pregnant instructors. Yeah, Chelsea Jackson Roberts. uh, She must be getting close uh, because she has been posting a lot of things about getting ready for the baby. And she was looking for advice. She was asking for people to (laughs) to send her advice for being a mom, first time parent. And I'm scared to know what advice she got because people are, (laughs) they say crazy stuff. But she just looks amazing. Just so beautiful. Uh, The pictures that she took of herself being pregnant, like they are gorgeous. And uh, I'm so happy for all these pregnant moms. I can't wait to see all the new babies. <laughs> and then they're going to be like running with their mom or yogaing with their mom on the on the yoga mat. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> so cool. I know yogaing is not a verb, by the way. I just it is it. now. It is now. 
trademark clip out. <laughs> we own it. So, yeah, this this video is fun. If you're watching uh, our YouTube channel, you can see Adrian Williams did a class with Ashton Kutcher uh, for their Our Future Selves episode. And he taught... Ashton how to cut sleeves appropriately <laughs> this was so funny <laughs> he made a shirt for him and then Ashton actually puts it on and uh, they I, it was Adam Davis I think was their guest this week and, and they hadn't shown it yet whenever this came out and then I, I haven't watched it but I did watch the one with Kenny Chesney this week I tell you that to say that it was interesting. They obviously are not releasing these in the same order that they recorded them because in the episode with Kenny Chesney, Ashton actually refers to this episode with Adrian and talks about how one of the instructors helped him cut his shirt off and that (laughs) he had a farmer's tan and he was really embarrassed to put the t-shirt, put the shirt on for the class. And so I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) I'm looking forward to taking this because I have enjoyed every single one of them. So Robin Arzan had an Instagram post where her and several other instructors posted from a photo shoot for Peloton, but in Los Angeles. Yeah, this, you know, if all the stuff had not happened with Daniel McKenna, this mm-hmm. might have been the most asked question. But yeah. this got, instead, this got buried. Yeah. So the interesting thing about this was Hannah Frankson from the UK and John Hosking from the UK, Alex Toussaint and Robin Arzan all out in LA together. It's an interesting foursome because Hannah, Robin, Alex, All of them are bike instructors. John Hosking is a tread instructor. Mm. Now, theories abound. This is a speculation alert. If you don't like speculation, (laughs) this would be your time to turn this off. Here is the speculation that I have come to the conclusion of, and I'm hearing other people say the same thing, that Alex Toussaint is going to be a tread instructor. Mm -hmm. We don't know that for a fact, but that would make sense because Robin teaches both on the bike and the tread. So maybe... Alex is out there because he's all he's like doing a photo shoot for becoming a tread instructor. John Hoskins is already a tread instructor. And maybe Hannah Frankson is about to become a tread instructor. Wouldn't that be interesting? I would actually love that because I've always wanted to take classes with Hannah Frankson and I'm just not into the bike these days. So I would really love that because it would give me an opportunity to take some classes with her. So we will see. I don't know. Maybe it's something completely unrelated. Maybe it's something to do with the rower. Don't know. Time will tell. Watch this space. Mm -hmm. Logan Aldridge uh, competed in Smile Farms' seventh annual golf outing. He did. And uh, he was talking about the the incredible work that they do, their mission. And he had a really good time out there. And I just thought, can you imagine just like showing up for one of these events and just like hanging out with Logan Aldridge for the day? Well, you did. I know. But like if you were a golfer <laughs> and you didn't expect him to be yeah. there, like how cool would that be? Well, but like if you're not a Peloton person, it wouldn't mean anything to you. Assume that you were a Peloton person and you showed up to golf for the day and and then Logan Aldridge was there. In an alternate timeline where (laughs) I'm a Peloton person and I golf, I show up to a golf outing. Yes. And I see Logan. Exactly. Okay. Are you excited? Very. Cool. That proves my point. I'm sorry. I think I'm taking back what I said about don't bet against Crystal. (laughs) (laughs) I hate this page. 
so much. <laughs> the Daily Mail. Yes. They have good articles, but like... Oh, the, all these gross ads. The ads are... Like, there's nothing wrong with the ads. No, it's, it's just, just... They're, ev- it's they're just everywhere, so and they flash at you a lot, and it's like, it's just kind of sensory overload. Yeah, so. from like a from like a yeah. layout standpoint, it's gross. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> they had an article about Peloton that spotlighted Leanne Hainsby. Yeah, and really, it was just talking about her first experience in the UK studio, and we've talked about this before, so I'm not going to get into it again, but... I just thought it was cool that like somebody was writing about this and that they were very excited to go take their first class in the studio in the UK. And, you know, they were a huge fan of Leanne. So they they really enjoyed being able to take that class. And it's also interesting to me that they get to take their classes for 25 pounds and we pay thirty five dollars. <laughs> well, the exchange rate might make that. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. But well, I don't know. Like, I, you know, it might be a situation where that when that price was set. Oh, it made it, it kind made of sense, like it kind of evened them out. I know now. the dollar is really strong right now, and so there, it's kind of a one to one. But it, it but that when they set sense. that price, it probably wasn't. Okay, well that makes sense. No. Anyway, interesting. <laughs> Shape Magazine talked to Callie Gullickson. Yep, and uh, talked about her ultimate hack for staying active on the road. So while traveling, in other words. Yes. Uh, this is something that people ask about all the time. I know as a as a Met Pro coach, I get this question a lot. We talk like, about this. Tender. <laughs> That'll not, keep you active. Not that kind of active. Okay. Or grinder. <laughs> you know, like not trying to leave anybody out. But uh, no, there's some really good tips in here. <laughs> Just the tips that Callie shares for staying active on the road. Pop Sugar talked to Kendall Tool about her must-haves. Yeah, so I guess this is so funny. From Air Jordans to a TikTok famous Tumblr. So I guess that she loves a famous Tumblr that has been made famous by TikTok. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't read this one because I could care less. But. I read that and I was like, TikTok, Tumblr, I'm out. Yeah, I'm old. Although you have Air Jordans now. Yeah. 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 There you go. You and Kendall, they're practically the same. We are. So Susie Chan took her father to the Peloton Studios. Yeah, I feel like all of the instructors had kind of like a bring your family to work yeah. day because <laughs> we'll we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, Susie posted several pictures of her and her family in the UK studio. My favorite picture is her dad sitting in the control room. Like, I just love that. Like, that is totally something that like I would get a kick out of doing. Yeah. If this were my job. <laughs> and I just I just love it. Just the love that that you see in these pictures and how fun it must be to get to share that with their families. I just think that's amazing. And not to be outdone, Maddie brought his mother to the studio. Yeah. And and I have to say, I just took this class this morning. It was yesterday morning. And Maddie was there with his mom and his dad. And the picture is just with his mom. But he was talking about how his dad probably took the picture. That's that could be that could be. I actually got to meet Maddie's parents a million years ago back at the Christopher Street studio. It was when Maddie had just started as an instructor and we were all there to like check out the new tread studio and everything. And we did a class with Maddie and his mom was there and his dad was there and they could not have been nicer people, just like the most wonderful. But they were both in this class and Maddie was like, Telling family jokes and stories the entire time and just being Maddie. Yeah. And uh, and of course, he still interacted with the rest of the class and just had a really good time because that's just how Maddie rolls. It was a lovely, lovely class. It was an 80s run, 30 minutes. I highly recommend taking it. But I love Maddie's relationship with his family. I think that they are inspiring, especially for a family where he grew up being gay and uh, his family 
treated him the way I would want to be treated in a family where I know that some people it's really difficult to come out. So to me, they're like an inspiration for how to treat yeah. each other with love and kindness. I'm not gay and I wish my family was the support. I mean, <laughs> facts to this day. My parents have never listened to an episode of this no. podcast. So neither of yes. mine, but they're not alive. <laughs> exactly. So, so you can't, can't really, really say that. Hold it against but them. I feel like if Maddie's parents were my parents, they would totally listen. They would send you notes after every. Yeah. Episode. Like this is what you should do. Yeah. And I will never forget whenever Maddie had his uh, at home classes because he stayed at his parents house and he had to like remove a tile above the tread so because he was so tall and so his head was like in the ceiling <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest and, like one time his parents were like in the backyard cutting grass while he was running it was good times <laughs> i just love maddie's family well he tagged his mother in the instagram post and i looked she has 543 instagram followers so go follow maddie's mom yeah and you That's- can follow her on the bike too or on you know in class yeah. is also on the leaderboard she is maddie's mom gotcha. so you can find her elise is amazing she is just yeah. a wonderful wonderful lady and on instagram it's ema Giacomo, so go follow her <laughs> tunde had an inspirational instagram post for people she did uh she was at the white house last week i think, God, I think did so, we yeah. talk about that did- i think it's been so busy we didn't she was she was at the white house y'all yeah <laughs> holy cow that's how busy the week's been we Yikes. forgot that Tunde went to the White House. Yeah, and and Brene Brown was also there, and she got to meet Brene Brown, and so she talked about you know meeting her and like having all these imposter thoughts while she was there at the event, and like how can I be on the same level as Brene Brown? And I just thought, my God, do I feel that way all <laughs> the time? So and we're not even at the White House. No, exactly. <laughs> like I, I just it just like made me feel like okay, even people at this level feel that, yeah. and I know that logically, but like seeing it in action, I really appreciate when the uh, instructors are vulnerable like this and show this kind of thing. So I thought it was very cool that she shared. So uh, Camilla Ramon was on the Super Mamas podcast. She sure was. Episode three thirty one. She talks to self love. Pereiro? And I can't pronounce these things. Um, but uh, I'm just butchering it. I feel terrible. But anyway, she was on this episode and you need to check it out. She's a lot of fun on these episodes. So you definitely want to make sure you hear it. Super well, mamas. And the two R's means you have to trail the R's. And we just, our tongues just don't do that. Yeah, that's not how that works. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now put it in a word. Arriba. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. all I got. Yeah. <laughs> While we're talking about podcasts, Kirsten Ferguson was on the Mom to Mom podcast. She was, and she was talking about like being a mom and how hard it is, and yeah. like all the things you got to do. And yeah, that's why is. I didn't become one. That makes sense. To and me. I'm like, that's too much work. I want no part of it. <laughs> New rowing instructor Katie Wang gave us a glimpse into her TikTok. Past. Yeah, and she's really funny because she did all these like makeup tricks and like cat videos and things that she did with her hair. She's hilarious and I cannot wait for her classes to start because I'm going to have a blast. Like I am <laughs> so excited to get my rower and take classes with Katie. She is amazing. Uh, <laughs> so much fun. She has a real bright light. Clip out. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube, it's Angelo here to answer your fitness and nutrition questions. Hello. Hi, guys. (laughs) Good to see you. You too. Likewise. Okay, so I feel this next question very much, but I have given up. So maybe you have some (laughs) some help for Stephanie Rowe. Uh, She wants to know some fast, 
healthy meal ideas that the kids will like too because she's so tired of cooking two different meals every night. Are there any tried and true ones? I have four people in my house. No one agrees on anything. I've given up. Our tip is to kick them out. (laughs) I mean, I'll let them live here, but I just buy things they ask for. I have given up. Merry Christmas. Here's a cookbook. (laughs) I've done that. I did that. (laughs) Typically, when I'm asked that question, usually it's from a client who is um, trying to lose weight, but their family is not. And so that's where you get the mismatch. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the case for you, Stephanie, but I'll, I'll do my best in answering, assuming that that could be the case. So probably one of the most effective ways of doing this is by cooking bulk by macro. So typically what you can do is you can get the family to agree on a protein that everyone likes, and that'll probably work for you. Now, vegetables, you might have to negotiate with the kids a little, but ideally you have some members of the family and you can cook a vegetable that you all have in common. Where you might deviate is you may cook either separate carbohydrate, meal carbs, uh, macros, or if you're not going to eat one, if you're doing just mostly protein, fats, and veggies at dinner, then, uh, then you can cook whatever carb macro the family wants. So uh, I'm not, this is not a recommendation, but where I'm going with this is if you have a protein source that works for the whole family, you got chicken, turkey, fish, even some lean red meat, et cetera, et cetera, that all works. Okay. You have a salad for dinner, you have uh, some green beans or zucchini or asparagus or, you know, whatever, whatever vegetables you like that all, it all works great. And the family can have that. And then you get to the carbs and that's where, okay, the kids can have some rice aroni or some mac and cheese. You're going to stay out of that (laughs) and have it, but at least you're not cooking fundamentally two or three separate meals, which is the the common complaint or challenge that I hear. So hopefully that helps a little bit. Another, uh, and I don't know if this is exactly the, the tips you're looking for, Stephanie, but another recommendation that I have in these cases, you know, to come up with some creative, healthy snacks that the kids can have in the house. Because if you can find something they like uh, and it doesn't come out of a box, it doesn't have a wrapper on it, that's going to be good for the entire family. That'll work for you. It'll set a good precedence for them because it's so easy to fall into the habits of the processed foods and the crackers and the cookies. And I'm not saying that nobody should ever have those balance, but kids are going to cultivate a value system around foods. And whenever you can introduce whole foods, quality eating, natural foods as their nutritional culture, it's good. It's good. So some winners that I have found in that department, things like yogurt and berries, and I can give you a little recipe that a lot of my clients really like doing, um, like Greek yogurt and strawberries and a little Truvia or an all natural sweetener that you like, or for the kids, even honey would work. Honey's not ideal for somebody trying to cut calories or carbs or trying to lose weight, but for the kids, certainly a great source. 
put it in the blender, chill it in the freezer for a few minutes. It's a great snack. If you want something savory, slice up some apples, put some low-fat mozzarella cheese, bake it, put a little bit of garlic salt on it and it's actually really good if you want it sweet you can put you can do the same recipe some sliced apple with some cheese but instead put an all-natural sweetener on it put it in the oven it turns into these crisps really good wraps so you know sometimes you'll go to the dinner party and they'll have the party tray where it's the you know ham and it has um, cream cheese wrapped in it like pepperoncini uh, toothpick. You can do that same thing using a lean sliced deli meat and cottage cheese. Still use the olive of the pepperoncini and it actually tastes really good. And now you have a healthy alternative. So there's some outside the box creative things that you might try. See what works for your kids. See what works for you. And when you find something you like, at least throw it in the rotation. So it's not always the same thing. I'm a big fan of homemade trail mix. Mm. So you can use some healthy uh, fruits. Dried fruits is okay if weight loss is not your goal. It's just, but it's a very healthy alternative. You can go with some, you know, hand-picked nuts, some organic crackers. You can make your own type of trail mix. And that's great for the kids versus just opening up a box of, you know, the candy or a box of the cookies or, you know, the stuff that the fruit loops that kids want, you know, all that sort of thing. The good stuff. The good stuff. The good yeah. stuff. <laughs> like it's got fruit in it. One of it's my clients the other day told me about frosted mini wheats that are pumpkin spice flavored. I was like, oh, my goodness. What? That what? sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but don't eat them. <laughs> that's, that's trouble. That's, tr that's trouble. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, if people would like nutritional information tailored to them for their fitness goals, where can they find you? metpro.co slash tco wonderful thank awesome. you thanks for having me guys checking out the competition so for people who have fight camp they might find this interesting they now have apple watch integration yeah i thought this was really really cool because i really like being able to use my apple watch on all my different devices all my different workouts so fight camp finally has a way to do that and you can see what your heart rate is and it follows along with everything so you can see it right on your apple watch and of course on the app for fight camp very cool I'm glad to see this. And while we're talking about Apple Watches, uh, in relation to Whoop, apparently they've made some changes that makes a Whoop almost not necessary. Yeah, I'm doing some testing on okay. this. Okay, but apparently when the newest version of the Apple Watch software dropped, I think it's nine, they included this thing that's called AFib tracking. And so... It's weird because it goes in and gets all these AFib measurements, but when it does that, it also does your heart rate variability measurements. Now, if you have a whoop, you already know that means heart rate variability. For some of you out there, you may not know what the heck that means, and it's heart rate variability. It's a long medical explanation, but basically people believe this metric allows you to see how recovered you are. Okay. Um, if you want to know more about that, I am happy to explain it to you off air. It's really long, though. Anyway... So now that Apple Watch has the ability to track this, you have to go in and turn on the setting for AFibs and you have to say, yes, I've been diagnosed with an AFib event in my past, which is kind of weird to me. Yeah. Um, but once you've done that, now you're going to get these measurements all the time. And once you do that, 
you can use one of these other apps listed on the screen. So you've got athletic app. It's athletic app. Excuse me. Training today. Gentler streak. Chipper. Work outdoors. Health fit. Or what does that last one say? Atlon. Atlon. So the interesting thing is that I've already used training today and I I don't use that app. But athletic, (laughs) this one is fascinating. I have been testing it for two days now. And if you go in and pull out your HRV readings out of Apple during the day, it makes your whoop and your Apple watch the exact same recovery rate. Fascinating because Hmm. it's using your HRV readings. Now, See, Whoop only uses your settings at night and it's a more valuable, it's a more valuable reading. But the thing is, is you got to go in and manually do it. So right now, I'm not sure if that's worth it because it can dramatically change the results if you leave in your daytime ones and you have to manually remove them. My guess is at some point, Apple will update this so that it only, there's going to be some kind of way you can say, only look at my nighttime readings between this time and this time. But for now, you have to manually do it. It's very interesting. Given how expensive Whoop is per month, right? I think that this is is something to keep an eye on. So I wanted to let people know about it because right now I got one of each. <laughs> and uh, this could be the beginning of goodbye for my Whoop. We will see. Stay tuned. Peloton Artist Collaboration. We referenced this earlier, but there's a new artist series, as there almost always is. And this time it features Bad Bunny. Yeah. And this is actually like not the first time. I was going to say, I thought there had been a Bad Bunny one before. Yeah. They were like, you guys can't get enough of it. So here's another one. And uh, of course, that was the opportunity that was used to announce that Camilla is going to be teaching on the tread. And then tonight is another Bad Bunny run. So very, very cool. I love that. And it's very appropriate for Latin Heritage Month. Are we still in? Latin Heritage Month? I think so. I think it runs, it, it like, runs 15 like 15 half, to 15. Yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I bet I bet that might be a reason they chose to announce Camilla's change. Yeah. Also, I don't think I listed this separately, but while I'm here, I will mention mm-hmm. it. Happy Pelloversary to Camilla. It has literally been one year. So that is very, very cool that she gets to move over to the tread on her one year anniversary. She'll still be doing rides, though. Nobody yell at me. Past guest update. So our first update is from Chrissy Blackwood. It's been so long since we had Chrissy Blackwood on. She has always been an inspiration to me because uh, she just like picked up and just started doing stuff. Like she had never (laughs) been like super athletic. And then she just started like, I will now be an Iron Man. And then she just (laughs) went and did it. She is a true badass. Anyway, she's been working on her marathon journey for a while. And she wanted to do all of the worlds, like all the majors. And uh, she completed them this weekend. She did three in a row. It was like Germany, London, and another one. And she did them all like back to back. And now she's done and she's retired from marathons. And you can find her at Dairy Queen. (laughs) I just wanted to say a huge congratulations to her for doing this. And uh, thank you for inspiring me. I know without Chrissy and without Chris Gallant and Tracy Paulson and that whole crew, I never would have become a runner. So thank you to you guys. 
And speaking of past guests and running, <laughs> CJ Albertson, he is aiming to reclaim his 50K world record this weekend. And uh, I hope that all of you will be cheering him on. I hope that he makes it. I am super excited for him. The dude is fast. <laughs> He's that so he freaking is. fast. I have never seen anybody on his easy day needing a faster treadmill. Like yeah. he did an entire marathon, like, and he could have done it faster than the actual tread will go. It's just, it's like, <laughs> My brain hurts when I think of that. Yeah. It's crazy. So good luck to you, CJ. You are an amazing inspiration as well. And go kick their ass. <laughs> so cool. In case you missed it. There is a Peloton apparel team up with Spiritual Gangster. Yeah. And uh, so it's Spiritual Gangster and it's Kindle Tool and it's also Peloton. And uh, I think we talked about this before, but it like officially came out and I only got one outfit, not all three of them. You're welcome, Tom. <laughs> and uh, it was really cool because the reason I wanted to show this video that's on here right now, if you're watching YouTube, is because Kendall, during her class, they Peloton gave away beanies for everybody in the whole class. So everybody got a knockout beanie. How fun is that? And then they shared it on Peloton Apparel IG. The Very image. Cool. They didn't share a beanie. No. That would be gross. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Your hair would get COVID. <laughs> And uh, Ben Aldis has an October challenge for you. He does. And through the entire month of October, he has ways for you to get stronger. It's a four-week cross-training challenge. So there's cycling, strength, and stretching. Very good, Ben. I'm glad you got that stretching in there. Mm -hmm. So he's got workouts for you to do all month long. And of course, it's not an official Peloton one. This is just a Ben Aldis one. He's got each day what you should be doing. I love it. Like day three, cycle and upper body. Day four, cycle and full body. It's great. It's perfectly evened out so that if you follow along, you're going to get a great workout head to toe. Peloton birthdays. So we missed one last week. We did. Nico Serrani. Yeah. Sorry, Nico. That was October 3rd. Happy birthday to Nico. Yes. And send her a belated birthday, guys, if you haven't. And then uh, coming up this week, Kira Michelle. Yes. Happy birthday to Kira. And that will be on October 10th. It will. And you know what? Don't forget, the studio is going to be closed. Uh, there will be no classes. So make sure that you reach out to Kira on social media and tell her happy birthday. She gets her birthday off every year, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Stacy Sims. She is a forward-thinking international exercise physiologist and nutrition scientist who aims to revolutionize exercise, nutrition, and performance for women. She has directed research programs at Stanford. AUT University and the University of Waikato, focusing on female health and performance and pushing the dogma to improve research on all women. Dr. Sims is the author of the 2016 best-selling book, Roar, How to Match Your Food and Fitness to Your Unique Female Physiology for Optimum Performance, Great Health, and a Strong Lean Body for Life. And her latest book, Next Level, Your Guide to Kickin' Ass, Feeling Great, and Crushing Goals, except they don't drop the G's. <laughs> Through menopause and beyond. It's Stacy Sims. Hello, how's Hello. it going? Hi, it's going well. Thanks. That's a lot. You guys? <laughs> it is a lot. That's one of those interesting. By always... the end, I'm like, well, thanks for joining us. Uh, she's done That's a lot. All You've the time done we a have. lot. You've I know. Done... I'm like, who is that person? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Sometimes I hear that and I'm like, oh, I must be old. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was thinking wise, but I guess maybe that's... (laughs) I'll check wise. That works for me. (laughs) You know, it's really exciting. I know there's probably people out there who have not had a chance to read your books yet. And I highly recommend that they do because it's life-changing, in my opinion. I have learned so much from reading your books. And I thought that it would be kind of fun to have a conversation about what we as Peloton users could do to kind of optimize our weight loss, given the Peloton offering. So I know it's a very broad subject, but that's what I was thinking we could talk about today. So having said that, is there a place that we should start kind of in the journey? Like, should we kind of, I mean, do you know all of the different things Peloton has now? Because it's grown so much. Yeah, I know it's grown so much. I know some of it, but not all of it. Okay. I can do the general, like, you know, you have the HIIT programs and the SIT, and you have some of the lifting that goes with with the cycling and stuff. So, yeah. But if there's anything really, really specific, then I'm going to ask, can you explain? Yes, to absolutely. You guys? Oh, she can. I can. That's fair. Yeah. And so kind of like where we start there, they have weights, they have the bike, they have the treadmill, they have all those things. And then, of course, they also have like Pilates and, and stuff like that that you can do, you can add on. But I feel like probably the cardio and the weights are where people want to kind of spend most of their time. And mm-hmm. so from that standpoint, if a if a person is looking to really optimize all of the different offerings, where would a person start? Weight training. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always going to defer to that. And I laugh, right? Because, and just like you guys are laughing, I'm like, oh, I know she's going to say that. And for everyone who's listening, I am a long time endurance athlete, like race bikes, professionally love cycling. But when you look at the research across the board, For women of all ages, strength training is like the thing only to help with body composition, but also to help with balance, cognition, brain health. As we get older, attenuating a lot of the health and comorbidities that happen. And then the cardiovascular part is part of the fun stuff. It used to be the whole idea of cardio, 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 cardio for the win, to lose weight, to lose body fat, getting the fat burning, all that kind of stuff. But the more research is coming out is showing that we need to do less cardio. And if the cardio is there, it has to be super polarized regardless of age. So that means like super, super easy or really hard. So it's either the long, slow endurance stuff where you're just like cruising and chatting or it's that sit and hit stuff, but trying to stay out of that middle zone. And that it shouldn't be the bread and butter of what you're doing. Strength training should be the bread and butter of what you're doing. And when you say strength training, not like, you know, a couple pounds, like you need to lift probably heavier than that, right? Depends on where you are in your strength journey, right? So if you're just starting, it can be body weight. It can be a couple of pounds. The younger you are, the more repetitions that you can do because your body is like, okay, yep, I can do higher reps. Although we know from a physiological standpoint that higher loads and lower reps is better for women across the board, especially as you get older. So I always recommend women to figure out where they are in their strength and mobility journey. Let's work within those confines to get our bodies moving well, to understand what full range of motion is within load. It can be very light load to start. And if you're younger, we're working with light load and more repetitions. And then as we start to get into our 40s and beyond, it's heavier load and less repetition. It's kind of counterintuitive to to what we've been told our whole life, I guess, as we've learned our whole lives. So, I mean, whenever you were researching this, like what what are the key 
How are you finding this? And I'm very high level. I don't mean like at a high level. Yeah. <laughs> part of it is, yeah, part of it is the connections that you have when you get into academia and you all kind of get in and start to know each other and try to collaborate. So when I got into academia and started getting more into research positions, it's like, who do you collaborate with? And you have the opportunity to meet people at different universities. And now that we're all in a senior level, I look, I'm like, Brad Schoenfeld, he's one of my friends and colleagues, and he's the hypertrophy and muscle guy. So he's doing really in-depth research on strength training. And when I met him, I'm like, what are you doing about women? Right. And he's like, well, we have a really hard time recruiting women getting in to stay. And it's like, well, we have to look at the language of recruitment. So he started manipulating some of the recruitment materials to be more inclusive for women. So we're starting to get more women into the studies. So let's look at high loads versus low loads in different women and see what happens. And so we're looking, it's like, well, yeah, hypertrophy works, but it's not optimal for women with regards to body composition change and health. So then I look and I was like, okay, well, who else is doing stuff? Oh, there are people here doing gut microbiome. And here's people doing brain health stuff. So how does resistance training or cardiovascular work into that to be able to produce the metabolites we need for brain health or brain neural growth factor? So it's like reaching out within the big team, but it's because we've all kind of grown up through the academic that we have those connections and can reach out to each other. Be like, hey, this is my expertise, but this is your expertise. And I want to see how we meet and match in the middle and really figure out what's going on when they're in premenopause, perimenopause, postmenopause, if they have PCOS or endometriosis. So it's kind of a unique position to have as you get further into that research career and you don't have egos anymore. <laughs> because, you know, when you first start out, you're like, this is mine and yeah. I'm going to do it. No one else is going to do it. And then as you get older, you're like, I don't really care. I just want to find the answers. And if I can't, do it, then I'm going to reach out to help get help from people who can answer and who are also interested. And the same thing is like people will email me and be like, hey, I'm really interested in this. Can you find out about women? So then we start like really building things and having conversations and putting it all together. It's fascinating when you talk about the language that is used to get people to participate in the studies and that it's, you know, that you had to manipulate the language to get women more interested in doing a strength training study. Because years ago, I mean, like 20 or so, I did a weight loss study and they were testing how the body processed glucose at different weight levels. And they wanted people who were pre-diabetic and the guy running the thing was like so excited when I came in because he's like, it's all women because it was a weight loss study. And he's like, we're not getting men in the weight loss study. And so he could tell I had a weird sense of humor. He's like, here's hoping you're pre-diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because the language a lot of the times when they're looking at recruiting for strength studies is all pulling into that aggression. Like sure. What we see when you first walk, I think we've talked about this before, maybe when you walk into a gym and it's like the cardio is for the women and then the strength training for the men. Yeah. And it's all that aggression and so that gets put into language of recruitment there's like power training and all this kind of stuff and women are like mm, not quite me or i might interrupt the study or it's i don't want to be yeah so it's that hesitation right? right and so then people might come to the recruitment meeting and then they're surrounded by the bros and they're like yeah this isn't me yeah yeah, yeah totally. totally changing the language changing the recruitment strategies changing the slideshow even the colors on the slide because yeah. a lot of times if you're going to information sessions they're like really black and white and really aggressive so you're changing the colors and stuff so there's a lot that goes into understanding sex differences in like reactions of 
colors and language and the cultural nuances. So, yeah. And it's got to be a difficult road to walk because it's like there's a lot of truth to it, but there's also a lot of stereotypes mushed up in there. And so now you're like, well, now what am am I trading one set of problems for another? And but you're right. You go into the gym and like over here, it's like black and silver and it looks like the same font that Kiss uses. And then you go over (laughs) to the cardio section and it looks like the cover of a trapper keeper. (laughs) That's like so like I could completely see that. Yeah. In the gym, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And just like, could you also explain to the listeners why it is that as women, it's necessary for us to change our strategy when it comes to weightlifting as we go through our life? And I know it's like a really complex answer, but just like in general terms, and then we'll ask follow up questions. Yeah. In more general terms, we need muscle just to be able to do all our functions that we want, right? And if we're looking at how our lifestyles have changed and we have more sedentary lifestyle, right? So we're sitting all the time and then we get up and we do some exercise and people are like, okay, great, I did my exercise and I can sit some more. But we know from a health standpoint that that's not optimal either. So if we have more range of motion, we have more muscle and we can turn muscles on and like stimulate them, then we're being more metabolically active throughout the day. If we're being more metabolically active throughout the day, we have better blood glucose control. We have better blood vessel compliance. We have better capability of handling a a heavy meal that we might not eat all the time, right? So there's more than just the body composition aspect. It's the active tissue and the signaling that skeletal muscle gives our body to be able to have better health outcomes. So when we're looking at across the board why we need this, it's like there's the focus on weight loss and weight on the scale, which we should do. We should be not focused on what is the weight on the scale. Because if you were to go to the moon, it would be different than what it would be on Mars, which would be different than what is on the state or in the U.S., right? Or even down here in New Zealand, wherever, right? And it's not an accurate measurement of body composition. So we want to be strong so that we can have a long life of injury-free and really good health outcomes. So if we're building muscle, then we also know that we become more compact because muscle is very tight. Fat is not so tight. So if we're building muscle and become more compact, we tend to have as more aesthetic value, like from a perception of, of what society thinks we should look like. But our weight on the scale might be not changing. So we have to not focus on that. We have to focus on body composition, how we feel, how our health outcomes are, what kind of blood pressure we have, what kind of blood glucose tolerance we have. So all these things. But the biggest thing is when you do strength training, you also get an endorphin release, which you get with cardiovascular, but you don't get a subsequent cortisol increase. Mm. If we have a lot of cortisol that's increasing after our moderate intensity cardio, then we end up with a signaling to break down more lean mass and store body fat. But if we're doing strength training, then we get the benefit of the signal to build lean mass, not store body fat, and we also get that endorphin release. So it's the same as if we were to do that high-intensity cardio, we still get that same response. We'll get cortisol release. We have a subsequent growth hormone response afterwards. So we're looking at across the board, across the ages. Like I said, it's like the bread and butter of everything for long-term health outcomes, as well as aesthetics, is that stretch. Wow. And that's why it's also... So whenever you say women need to do heavier as they get older, 
So like if they're they're in their 20s, that might look like a very different weightlifting session than somebody in their 50s or somebody in their 60s. And Absolutely. So does that have to do with the, the way that the muscles and the cortisol respond as well? Somewhat, but it has to do with hormone perturbation. So if we're looking at um, estradiol or estrogen, which is the women's testosterone, as we get older, it starts to flatline and kind of taper off. And when that happens, we have to find some external stress to then tell our body, hey, we need to still adapt to strength because we end up with less anabolic stimulus, so less signaling to build lean mass. We also have less signaling for muscle contraction and having a really strong contraction for power. So we need to look at lifting heavy because that lifting heavy stimulates the muscle cell to its integrity and to stimulate the nervous system to create a really strong contraction, whereas estrogen used to do that. So when we start to lose it, we have to lift heavier in order to get adaptations and responses to keep building and performing and reaching our performance. And do men have a similar change as they age? No, men age in a linear fashion because testosterone in itself is, you know, what everyone thinks about as being the aggression building lean mass. (laughs) And it slowly declines with age. But for women, we have a discernible drop-off. We hit peri and postmenopause. So in that late 40s, early 50s, it's completely different hormone milieu than what men have with the low decrease of testosterone. What happens with women in their late 40s, early 50s is it's sort of equivalent to what's happening to men in the late 60s, early 70s hmm. with regards to the stimulus for mass. So this is why I say as women start to get out of their reproductive years and getting into more irregular menstrual cycles into flatlining, we have to progressively switch up the kind of resistance training that we're doing. So people that are doing weights on Peloton, they should be looking for programming that is lifting heavy and has lower reps if that's their goal as they're aging for women. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they can also modify the program as they go, right? So say you love a a coach and the coach is like, yep, we're doing a higher rep session and you love the session and maybe you are doing buddy sessions, right? You dial in and you're doing the same session as your buddy. It doesn't mean you have to do the high reps. You can pick a heavier load and do half of what the reps are. So you can modify those sessions for you, but you're still participating in that particular coach's class. I love that. Yeah. So do you have any sort of like, I don't know, math or metric formula that a woman could use to figure out how much she should increase the weight versus how many reps she should add? We look at what kind of programming she's doing. So if she is more akin to doing higher reps, right? So we look at a 70% of a one rep max, which is really hard to figure out. So if we're looking at 10 to 15 set, a rep set, then by that 15th one, you should definitely be fatigued because you should be working to fatigue. And as you get into more power training, as you get older, we're looking at that zero to six rep range. By the sixth rep on the third set, you can't do it. You're fatigued. The goal for us as women is to work to fatigue, whether it's higher reps or lower reps. We need that fatigue we're to totally deplete the signaling for muscle contraction from a central nervous system standpoint, but also to completely deplete from a fueling standpoint. So it's a really strong signal for the muscle to adapt to that stress. 
Okay. I think that's just fascinating. Yeah. Think it's, of all the time you save. I know. I know. <laughs> it's like you get to do less. Yeah. Well, you're Come, not doing less though, right? Like well, that's for you're real. Being more like, efficient. Yes. Right, like I'm not even trying to give you trouble. Like it's <laughs> like, but that's the mindset that I think sometimes stops people from doing it because they're like, well, but it's less. So it can't. I meant I meant literally less number of lifting, right. but but yes, yeah. you're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, you're actually going harder because you're lifting the max. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah. And when so I'm it, starting a new program today for lower body strength. Oh, it's an eight week program. My friend gave me. And I was like, look, I love lifting, but I don't want to spend an hour or more. Like I just don't have it. She's like, don't worry. This program is two to three times a week, twenty minute sessions. And I looked at it and was like, holy yeah, it's gonna be hard. <laughs> But that's how I'm like, sweet, I asked for that. But if you do it right, 20 minutes, completely taxed out and your body's going to respond well. So I do have a question there because I've been playing around with different sets and things like that. When it comes to weightlifting... There are obviously moves that you can do and there, some of them are in your book. You have them listed out like these are the kind of moves you can do. But if you're if you're trying to follow along with a program and let's say the trainer is doing, I don't know, bicep curls and tricep kickbacks and but you're also doing squats and, you know, lunges with your weights, weighted lunges. How do you know when to do that math and when not to? Because like with a bicep curl, I would think that like some moves you can't necessarily do six reps and you're good or maybe because they're like smaller muscle groups is what I'm trying to say. Am I? (laughs) Yeah, no, you still can load for six. Like one of the infamous things that we used to do is the sevens, the dirty sevens for biceps. So you do a set of seven reps and then you're like, okay, that's fatigue. Then you add more weight on and you try to do another set of seven and you keep doing seven. So you can't anymore. And if you do it right, you can only do three or four sets. Wow. Is the recovery time the same on a system like that? So if you're doing heavy stuff, you want to have full central nervous system recovery. So you're looking at two to four minutes between each set. So it's like full recovery. If you're doing like the the 10 to 15 rep range, that's more metabolic. So you don't need as much recovery because you're not looking for that central nervous system. You're looking for let's flush out, let's get some more ATP, let's get the metabolic systems going because the goal there is to really metabolically tax the muscle so that when it gets completely depleted, the signal is, okay, we need to split the muscle fiber and jam more stuff in it so that we have more available fuel to encounter that stress again. When we're looking at lifting heavy, the goal is to get this nerves to the muscle stimulated to be like, we need to recruit as many muscle fibers as possible to lift this load. And it's very taxing on the central nervous system and the nerve. So you need a longer recovery to be able to regenerate all the neuromuscular junctions. So your electrolytes and things that that cross and your neurotransmitters that cross, they have to have some time to be reuptaken and regenerated. So it's different systems you're trying to tap. So would you need more recovery time in between workout days as well? Women are more endurant, so not necessarily. It's best just to listen to your body because if you go really heavy and then the next day you're like, I can't walk, and you know you're going to need a little bit more recovery and probably the next time you do a session like that, maybe not quite as heavy because we don't want to make it so heavy that you have a good session, but then you're down for the count for days on it. That's why I'm always like, phase in, see how your body's moving because we want full range of motion through every movement And we want to make sure that the weak link is being taxed, but not to the point where you get so much DOMS or pain that you can't do a full range of motion in your next. 
Okay. And so I'm curious when you say like as you get older, like it's it's better to shift to the more weights, fewer reps. When you're younger, is it better to do lower weights and more reps, or is it just when you're younger, you're younger and anything works? <laughs> yeah, when you're younger, your body's more resilient and can it can bounce back a lot faster. And you don't need as much of the signaling for central nervous system because mm -hmm. the, the nervous system is really firing. It's like boom, 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 ready to go. When you're younger, it's really good to do undulating periodization. So you do a block of higher reps, lower weight, and then you do a block of lower rep, higher weight. So you're just kind of periodizing every three to four weeks, you're changing it up. Gotcha. Because your body likes change. It doesn't like to get used to one thing. Uh, and as you get old, you don't like change anymore. Like we <laughs> no, see that. Yeah. When you get pools. older, you don't like change full stop. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so any other questions about weightlifting, Tom, before we switch to cardio? I want to ask some questions about cardio. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I just want to make sure. I didn't want to cut you I off. I was asking real questions I and know, everything. I know. It was good. I wasn't asking <laughs> stupid <laughs> questions like I normally do. <laughs> You don't have stupid questions. No, I have some stupid questions. questions. It's on purpose. Don't challenge him. <laughs> but shifting over to like the cardio side, you mentioned hit and you mentioned sit. And since I've read your books, I know what those mean. But can you describe the difference between sprint interval training and just like what people are used to of high intensity interval training? And when is it appropriate for women to use? Yeah, so high intensity interval training it's not even what people think of like a 45-minute hit class because that's too long. That puts you in moderate intensity work, which is what we don't want to be in regardless of age. If we're talking about high-intensity interval training, we're looking at you know one to two-minute repetition. So you're like working interval is one to two minutes, and then you have two to four minutes recovery in between. So we're looking at VO2-type sessions. We're looking at sustained just-at-threshold-type sessions. We talk about sprint interval training. This is 20 to 30 seconds full on as hard as you can. And it might be even five minutes recovery in between. But the goal is to be able to go as hard as you can for that amount of time, fully recovered to be able to go as hard as you can again. Tabata doesn't fit into sprint interval training. So we see all this Tabata workout, 20 seconds on, 20 seconds off. That's more high intensity. Even though you're only doing short 20-second bursts, there's not enough recovery between those 20-second bursts to be sprint interval. That's more high-intensity work. So when we're talking about when is it appropriate for women, if we're talking about lower, I mean, the reproductive years, so we're pre-menopausal, we like to have women track their menstrual cycle and plan the high-intensity interval and the sprint-intensity interval stuff in the low-hormone phase. So that's like day one is the first day leading up through ovulation, which is around day 14 on a typical 28-day cycle. And then we start to phase it a bit where we might do a couple of steady state workouts and then get into more deload where it's a full recovery right phase. But I've got perimenopause and postmenopause. The bread and butter of what they should be doing from a cardiovascular standpoint is that sprint interval or the high intensity work. And then if they are looking to do long, slow stuff, it has to be super, 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 super easy where you're embarrassed because you're going so slow and you feel like you're not having a workout. You need that polarization to keep the body responding and getting metabolic and strength adaptations to the cardiovascular. And we're looking at not being able to drop the in a menstrual cycle because our menstrual cycles are irregular or we don't have them anymore. But we do a two-week block where we're focused on two to four sprint or hit sessions a week and then one week 
that third week is complete recovery where you're just doing what your body wants to do with the intensity really low. And the volume is, if you're doing volume, it's super, super low intensity. Wow. It's super fascinating. And I think about all of the type A people that are part of the Peloton community. And I think about the fact that they're like, but they want to do it all. And I'm one of those people, by the way. And I'm like, you want to train for a half marathon. You want to get stronger. You want to lose weight. You want to have good aesthetics. You want to do all the things. And so it's like, how can you put together a plan that does all those things? That's not, there's still enough time in the week. It just seems like there's not enough days. To live, there's plenty of time in the week. If you plan it right, I think the very bottom goal should be weight loss and aesthetics. Because if you're doing the strength and the programming for a half marathon or whatever it is, the aesthetics and body comp come with it if you're training properly. What happens is we get into this mindset and we do too much. And then we do too much and we can't polarize and have these different intensities. So we're all in that mindset from the lovely 1980s of long, slow fat burning. And that whole idea of the longer you go, the more calories you burn, the more fat you burn. But this is absolutely not true. I want people to understand that. No, 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 no. (laughs) Because when you're doing that long, slow stuff, you're putting your body under lots and lots of stress. And you have a big upsurge of cortisol. And that cortisol can become a higher baseline. And this is what creates a systemic inflammation response. We have systemic inflammation. We cannot lose body fat. What we do is we start really burning through our lean mass. So if we want to be able to do a half marathon and we want to be strong, we put the aesthetics and body comp at the very bottom of the list and we go, okay, I'm going to, my priority is the half marathon training program. I also want to be strong for the back half of that half marathon so I can either negative split or maintain the same pace. So I need to put in two to three true strength training sessions a week. Like I said, 20 minutes, right? And you can back that 20-minute session up with a really super easy 20 to 30-minute aerobic type run, especially if you're training for a half marathon. So your whole session, which is partly hard and partly recovery, might be an hour, which is more than enough. And then as you're going through and you're like, okay, the other thing I need for half marathon is some interval sessions because I know I need to work my running economy. I know I need to work on my threshold. So if you're doing that aspect as well, then you can do a couple of strength training sessions and then do some sit on top of that instead of that long, slow stuff. So it's balancing. The strength is the bulk of it. And a couple of sessions, you're backing that strength part up with some key sessions from your half marathon. Bear in mind that that long, slow time on the feet stuff that people are like, oh, you got to go do a two hour run every weekend. We don't need to do that as women because we are already predisposed to being able to go long and slow. We need to get our bodies strong and we need to get our bodies the capability of going over marathon pace or half marathon pace and coming back and recovering so that we, if we have a surge or a freight or we have to go up a hill and our heart rate jackets, then we can bring it back down and still be fine. But you can't do that if you don't teach your body how to do that polarization. So when we're looking at how do we plan it out, yes, here's that 14 or 16-week half marathon program. Let's look at the key sessions. And you should have three key sessions a week and two to three key strength sessions a week. You have plenty of time to have the rest of your life. If you're paying attention to the plan and the strength, and the other things are just going to come. Because if you're planning it right and you're training right, you remain uninjured and you also 
have that optimal body composition change. So does that mean there are better ways to train for marathons than what people traditionally do? Oh, yes. So we have to remember that coaching is a good 20 to 25 years behind what the research is showing. And I say that because we look at coaching and coaching metrics, a lot of it's grassroots where it comes, this is what I did. So this is going to work for you. Right. And there are coaching certification programs. Don't get me wrong, but it's really hard to break some of the mentality of the base miles. And then we have like intensity stuff and we have the tape stuff. So Brian McKenzie was kind of like put off to the side a little bit about being a little bit of an anomaly because he's all about endurance prospect and training for marathons. But the ethos of what he's bringing in where we have the, the base of strength, we do some really good polarized stuff, and then we balance that or we complement that with a couple of long sessions. The way that people are now looking at training for a marathon, the idea of having to increase your mileage 10% a week and doing your long, slow runs on the weekend and maybe a track session on a Tuesday is so, I guess, stale with regards to how people should be training for marathons. If we take that whole stance that I just told you about, let's get the strength work and then pick out key sessions, you end up doing less volume, which makes people nervous because of the mentality of, I need a lot of volume. But their bodies are so resilient because they're strong and they have been able to maintain an injury-free and an illness-free status that they can go nail that marathon, even though the longest run they might have done is two hours. Wow. That's crazy. It is. Fascinating. Such the opposite. Yeah. And 25 years back, like that, that sounds like my wardrobe. (laughs) I know. 25 years back. Mine too. (laughs) Oh, wait. No, no. We're not old enough. We're talking like our toddler, our toddler I still wear uh, Garanimals. Okay. Yeah. There we go. It's the only way I can get things to match. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I still have my Wonder Woman underroots. I do too. (laughs) I mean, what? No. You guys are funny. So, okay, is there anything else that people should focus on when it comes to like Peloton offerings to be able to reach their goals that we haven't touched? And I mean, I know this is just a ginormous subject, so I know you could talk about this all day. But is there anything in particular that you would like to make sure people know about? I think one of the big things is that when we get wrapped up in like all the offerings, we forget to plan. Yeah. We forget what our big end goal is. And it can be an end goal for each month. It can be an end goal for six months from now. But you have to have the idea of why am I doing this? Yes, exercise is great, right? But if we do too much of it, it's an extreme that our body doesn't like. Just the same when we do too little of it. So if you're looking at everything that's there and you have a plan and you're like, okay, for these three weeks, I'm going to focus on. So then you go and look at all the offerings like, hey, that's strength oriented, that's strength oriented. So it gives you really good metrics to work within. And like I said, our bodies really, really want to have change. That's how we can adapt a lot faster. Because if we keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over, we might just get into that rut. Oh, yeah, I'm going to show up to Nadine's class today because she's a great coach. And I'm going to keep doing her class because she's a great coach. You don't see any change because your body's not getting it. So just have it in your head. What am I doing for this month? What am I doing to get to the six-month goal? So we tend to just fall into whatever is there, whatever looks good on the day. But really having a plan is so important. I mean, when you look at elite athletes, they don't just show up training on the day and not have a plan, right? So we take an eye to what's going on to maximize our time in life and minimize our worry to get maximum benefit. We have to have a plan. Makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy day to join us. We greatly appreciate it. This has been fascinating, mm-hmm. even for a boy. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, before we let you go, let everybody know where they can find all your books and things and stuff. Our website has a list of everything, and there are links there to get the book. So it's drdrstacysevens.com. As I try to tell everyone, I'm a big proponent for supporting the little person. So if you have a local bookseller, right, you want to go to them and ask, hey, can you get these books in for me? And they're more than happy to because, you know, in the era of Amazon and big box shops, people are starting to struggle more. So try to support local as much as you can. So that's on the books. And then everything else we're doing, you can find on social media for Facebook, Instagram, and again, our website. And you can sign up for our free newsletter that gives you insight into what we're up to and gives you some information uh, every two weeks. Something new and exciting every two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And since you're not going to say it, I'm going to plug it for you. You've got that new menopause course coming out that I'm very excited about. <laughs> yes. And how often do you hear the words excited and menopause in I the know, same sentence? I know. I know. It's good. Changing the language. Yay. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next time, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and the Peloton leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Thank you to all the people who have joined the group Ooh, in the last yeah, was we had a, quite a quite an influx. Quite so. an inf- welcome. Yes, welcome. I make dick jokes. Uh, So thank you very much for that. And you can also, don't forget, our YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes, youtube.com slash the clip out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling. And running. See you (laughs) now.